entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. Business Builders Show is for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. We want to inform, educate, inspire, and entertain this special audience. And I'm sure we are going to do that today with my special guest, Evan Hackle. Hi, Evan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Marty. It's uh, my absolute pleasure to be here. Evan, we met at the C-Suite Conference, which was uh, Jeffrey Hazlitt's uh, conference uh, in Boston in March. So uh, this is uh, we're going to continue our discussion that started up there. Sounds good. Let me introduce Evan. It's uh, very impressive uh, credentials. Evan Hackle, creator of the concept of engaging leadership. And I'll point out real early that engaging starts with an I, and he'll explain that soon. Engaging leadership and author of a book by the same name, Engaging Leadership. Evan is a successful businessman who has started more than 10 companies during his tenure at CCA Global Partners. He ran a $5 billion division. One of Evan's signature achievements was turning around a bankrupt business in four years. Talks about it in the book, by the way. And more than doubling system-wide sales to exceed $2 billion. Evan is also CEO of a company called Tortal Training, which is a Charlotte, North Carolina-based firm that specializes in developing and implementing interactive training solutions. He is also the founder and principal of Engage Consulting. And again, Engage starts with an I. I could go on and on, Evan, but people want to hear more from you. So again, welcome to the Business Builders Show. Let's talk, about, let's talk about your book. Let's get right at the beginning. Again, the title of the book is Engaging Leadership Starts with an I. Why did you, re, why did you write this book? And, and, and kind of give us the overview. Well, you know, it's interesting when you go to write a book, you sit back and you say to yourself, well, what do you want to write about? And for me, it was exactly the opposite. Mm. I, I had a passion. And then I said, I got to write about this. Mm-hmm. And in a large part, quite honestly, I looked at this book as a gift to my children mm-hmm. um, to be able to share sort of what I've learned in life with them mm-hmm. and, you know, as a way of documenting it. Um, and, and also as something, you know, that I can contribute, hopefully, to the world to make the world a better place. And I know that sounds odd, but that's that's really uh, what I'm personally about. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the book, and I'll start, let me start by talking about the I, because I think that's really important. Yes. You know, there's a huge buzzword going around. It's this word engagement with an E. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the word, and I love engagement. Uh, what I'm talking about, though, is sort of engagement at a much higher level, and that's for an I for involvement. Okay. So you can be in a business, and, and senior management can engage people, by you know telling them what's going on in the business and sharing the plans of the business, um, but that's not being engaged with involvement. Mm-hmm. So to me, engage with involvement is when you actually go to the stakeholders, uh, all the employees, for that matter, customers and suppliers, 
and you ask their opinion and you ask their advice mm. and you build a plan with the advice and the opinion and the active participation of everyone involved. And that when you do this, you then build better, uh, you build better plans which have built in support because the ideas generated were coming in large part from the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I do this all the time in my business now and my businesses with my employees. I do this with my customers. I actually have a customer advisory council, uh, which for a small company is very unusual, mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, very handy. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the reason why involvement is so important is that when you involve people and they feel like their ideas, even if not every idea is accepted, and, and let's face it, not every idea can be accepted, but as long as they've been asked, they've been heard, they've contributed, and they, they're going to have a sense and a feeling and a level of support. You're sort of, you're, you're getting their hearts, minds, and souls. Right, right. As, oppo as opposed to, I have a job. And yes. when you do that, you change how businesses operate mm -hmm. because you have impassioned people and retention goes down, productivity goes up, and, and you make better decisions. And this is, this is the one of the things that I think if I, if I had to leave anything for a senior management is to realize is that you are, whether you like it or not, in a bubble. Uh, Sun Tse, Sun Tzu, I can't pronounce the name right, from Art of War says, beware of high-level dumb. Which say that again. That, say that again, Evan. You beware of what? Beware of high-level dumb. Okay. <laughs> okay. And high-level dumb is, you know, in the art of war, are the generals that are not really aware of what's happening. Oh, and yeah. in business, as a leader in business, whether you're the CEO or you're a leader of a small part of the business, you tend to get filtered information. And when you go out and you ask for or help and advice, and it doesn't need to be for a strategic plan, it could be for a project, it could be for implementation, you know, whatever it is, when you ask your customers what they think, when you ask your employees, the frontline employees, what they, what they think, um, and you get people involved, and I, I love doing workshops with people and discussing these issues, you get incredibly good ideas and yeah. ideas that you would not have thought of yourself because the people in the field actually know more what's going on than management does many, many times. But that's upsetting, Evan. Well, <laughs> that's is upsetting, cool. isn't it? I mean, well, you're the boss. Well, you're supposed to know everything, <laughs> right? Well, I, I, will, I will tell you, um, I was, I've experienced this a lot in my career where leaders have a huge fear of being found to be a phony. I mean, it's, I think it's part of our DNA as, as human beings. We're all afraid that someday, somehow, someone's going to discover that we did something wrong and we're foolish. And a, a lot of leaders think it's a sign of weakness when they ask other people for their opinions or help because that implies they don't know, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. I, think, I think the exact opposite is the truth. Yeah. The exact opposite is when you open yourself up, people respect you at a much higher level. Yes. And Excellent. And yeah. they know that you have the trust and faith that you can make good decisions. Um, and that's what leadership is about. And there, there's a difference between a person that's directing and a person that's leading. And this book is about how to be a great leader. And mind you, it doesn't matter whether it's in business. It could be in, you know, in, 
you know, doing charity work. It could be volunteering. It could be anything. Yes. Um, you know, there are skills that great leaders have, and that's what this book is about. Yeah, and let me get to the title again. It's Engaging Leadership with an I, Engaging Leadership. And I, I want to say the subtitle because it's important to our conversation. Subtitle says, A New Approach to Leading That Builds Excellence in Organizational Success. So, so there's a... I guess I'll say positive, uh, real side to this, as you've proven and you tell the story in the book of your own personal experience, the success that you had involving people and, and how this works. I want to kind of get into how we do that, but and there are different things from the book. And I, I'm just going to ask a series of questions and, uh, and, and, and we'll get to the whole, uh, whole thing. But before I even do that, what's the best way for people to connect with you, Evan, so that they can learn more about the book and the work that you're doing? On my website, engage.net, I-N-G-A-G-E.net, okay. um, there is a link to information on my book. Um, and I actually have, and you might not know this, Marty, I actually have a leader's guide. I've had oh, a okay. lot of people that have said, you know what, I want to share this book with my management team. And, and one of the neat things about the book is there are a lot of exercises and recommendations yeah. yes. of things you can do. Yes. Excellent. Um, so I have a leadership guide there. Um, people can certainly, if they want to, you know, email me, email me at ehackle, H-A-C-K-E-L, at engage.net. And certainly my book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's, you know, also available in, in Kindle and you know, other, you know, forms of, of, of e-readers. Yes. Um, so, uh, I love that. I love, by the way, I love, by the way, getting emails from people asking me questions or telling me something that they thought of from the book. So if if somebody gets the book and just wants to share, I would love to to share with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a book of passion. So I, I, you know, I'm actually very open to people connecting with me. So Um, I'm certainly also on LinkedIn. If people want to link with me, uh, that would be great too. If you link with me, they'll put a note saying that you heard me on the show so that I don't think you're a salesperson trying to sell me something. And um, and I get a commission. Is that correct? Let's get this recorded. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just you committing. Get, you, get, you get 10% of the good feeling I get every time <laughs> I talk I'll take it, Evan. I'll take it, man. That's great. But I love that. So engage.net, and they can get all the information they want. But now, and I did not realize that, there's a leader's guide. So any size business, uh, small business, or division, uh, useful to anybody as far as I'm concerned. The book has universal application. So I would encourage all of our listeners to go to engage.net. And, of course, that's with an I. And learn more about the book and the leader's guide and all that kind of great information. I want to get into some specific things that you talk about in the book. That And, uh, and there's a whole lot of things here, and we can't get to them all. But some things that I found very interesting. And one of the points you make, you say, is... Take pains to differentiate fact from opinion. I guess if you're asking everyone in your organization, um, I guess there'd be a difference between opinion and and fact. And and so talk to me about like what you wrote in the book about that. It's one of the most fascinating things in life to commit yourself when speaking to try to differentiate between fact and opinion. Okay. And what happens is, People tend to state opinions as if they're fact. Yeah, yeah. And when people tend to state opinions as if they are fact, the person that's listening to them 
has a hard time having a meaningful conversation because to apply a different opinion is almost implying that the person who shared their opinion uh, was lying to you. Yes, tough one. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, in, in a business situation, you know, uh, our customers don't like our, you know, our user interface on our website. Okay. Now, I've just said that. Well, I just stated that like it's a fact. Yeah. Now, if I had research, that would be different. If I say, hey, we just did this research study and, you know, 38% of the people said they didn't like how our, our UI, you know, our user interface worked. Now I'm stating a fact. That's different. State, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. when I state an opinion as if it's a fact, it's hard for people to express a different opinion, particularly if you're in a supervisory role. You know, you're not going to want to take on your boss and, and, and tell them that you disagree with something. So you say nothing. And that ends conversations. Yeah. And I will also say this. In your personal life, man, will this make changes. <laughs> Huge changes in how you interact with people when you stop stating opinion as fact. Now, if you want examples of people that state opinions as fact all the time, yeah. just listen to anyone running for president of the United States. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm not going to bias any direction because <laughs> yes. it is universal on all, all candidates. Yes. Um, but their, their willingness to state an opinion as fact is uh, incredible. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. scary. Evan, I'm going to send them your book. And say, there look, you. let's let's get you swinging around here a little bit. I don't know if it'll make any difference, but it would be. So that's a that's a great thought process, in terms of um, well, and universal. That's a great thought process. And when you're communicating, you know, uh, it's like you're saying, you're talking to your boss, or you want to communicate something, anyone. It's it's good to have those facts. That that's that's solid. I want to go back to now something that we started to talk about a few minutes ago in terms of. Uh, I guess I'll ask the question this way: well, Why do why, why are strong leaders uh, sometimes afraid to ask for help to inv to involve? Let's go a little deeper in that because I think that's a universal issue. Well, you have issues where people are strong because they're masking fear mm. um, of of people catching them. That's you know part of it. I mean, it's it's not unusual for people to put on a strong face to protect themselves from a, a real fear of vulnerability. Um, but there's also something else that happens, which is as you become successful, you start to sit back and say to yourself, uh, wow, I'm really great at this and I have great instinct and I need to follow my instinct. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have these employees that are, you know, buttering you up, Marty, you're, you're brilliant. Yes. You know, Marty, if it wasn't for you. Yeah. And at a certain point, you start believing this. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably nothing worse than arrogance in terms of making bad business decisions. Oh, boy. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and it's, 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 it's a real issue. Yeah. So I think strong people that are really strong leaders, you know, either have issues where in their, in their heart they really aren't, uh, and they're and they're playing a role to protect themselves, uh, and I think we all have to realize this. I mean, people are people, and, and we all have insecurities of some of some sort. But then you know you have a lot of people that have had a lot of success, and they have a lot of people making them feel really good about that success, and that creates this sense that you're better and and you're stronger because of that. 
Um, but I have nothing against strong leadership. I, I would refer to myself as a strong leader. I think the difference is that my leadership is based on getting input and involving stakeholders and uh, having everyone on my team know and share, you know, what that vision is, you know, in my, in my business and, and I have two businesses and I've got a really terrific training company and uh, we're the largest uh, trainers in the, in the franchise space. And, and we are, we're actually bigger outside of franchising. We've got a really great team of people and right. our consulting business is a, you know, it's a boutique and we're focused on improving business relationships between right. primarily franchisors and franchisees or dealers and manufacturers and, and cooperatives. But with my teams, um, every one of them was involved in the planning process. Every year we do, uh, we have a strategic plan. Every year we revisit the tactical part. Uh, every three years we revisit the strategic part. Um, when we are working on new ideas, we're involving people, you know, not everybody and everything, but everybody involved in that part of it in that process. And then we have monthly meetings and, you know, we, we share financial information with our employees. We talk about our values every month. Okay, I got that, and you have me. Hook, line, and sinker. Your book, Engaging Leadership, I, I, I got your, your methodology is great. I love it. Here's the question. Does this work? Do we have results? Can you share something with me? Oh, my God, does it work? Well, uh, in go fact, ahead. <laughs> in fact, it can work too well. Um, my, okay. first, my first experience with engaging leadership, although I certainly would not have used the word, uh, the word at the time, was in my, my family business. And, and my family business was a small, uh, you know, not that small, but it was a $3 million business. Sure. Um, it had been, been around for many, many years, and we had done $3 million for about the last five years. And so she could never make that, never could make that break. And so I worked with my father and we had sort of five different parts of the company and we held meetings with each different part and we brainstorm ideas. And then we brought everyone together and made a big reveal of the plan. We shared the plan with everybody. So really that's sort of the foundation of this, this concept. And our goal was in five years to go from 3 million to 10 million. And we grew from 3 million to 5 million to 10 million to 25 million. Wow. Um, wow. And it was, it was all based on the fact that there was a plan and that everyone knew what the plan was. People had bought into the plan. People felt ownership of the plan and, and it helped us execute. This is all in your book, Engaging Leadership, by, again, yeah. Evan Hackle. And Evan, we're, believe it or not, but we're kind of running out of time. And so people have to buy the book. And they want to buy it, and they can learn more about you at Engage.net, I-N-G-A-G-E, Engage.net. But before we leave, there, we could go on and on and on. You've got me hooked. I love the book. I love the work that you're doing. What point um, that we haven't talked about, is there something you want to drive home in terms of, again, we could go for an hour on this, but I need to wrap up. So what would be a key point to close to get people to, to look more at your, at your site or any other thoughts that you'd have? One of the really key points that I make in the book is about going into conversations with other people with an open mind. And instead of looking for why others are wrong, look for why others are correct. What is that kernel of truth? Mm-hmm. And for me, this was a life-changing change. Um, 
when we start listening for why others may be right. And when we do that, it's amazing what we find. You know, either we find that we're totally wrong and they're totally right and they've got a better idea, or we find that there's a, a mid-ground or combination idea that might be better. Um, and it's amazing what you find when you open your mind to listening to others and looking for the kernel of truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very powerful both in business and both in your, and both in your personal life. To me, it's one of the one of the the key points, and you just don't hear it. You know, one of the things I'm really proud about this book, Marty, is this is not the same old book. The ideas being shared in this book are distinct and different from any other book I have ever read. I completely and, agree. I completely agree with you. Absolutely. That's why you're on this show because it is different. And continue. No, and that, and that's why I'm saying it's an important read. Yes. Because a lot of times you read a book and say, you know, I like the book. It's a good book. It's well written. But I, you know, I've heard all of this just just in different ways. And you know, my book is really going to present you ideas and 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 really tips and, and, of how to do this that you know I think could be really life changing I, um, in I, business and in your personal life. And I really would you know highly encourage you read the book. Send me an email. Let's chat about it. So what, um, what's your email it, again? Give us your email again, Evan. It's ehackel, H-A-C-K-E-L, at engage with an I for involvement, and G-A-G-E dot net. Great. And if you go to my website, look for the icon with the book on it, and then that'll send you to more information on the book. I actually have a little uh, interview about the book on my website, as well as you can download the leader guide for free. Um, so that would be terrific. Excellent. Evan Hackle has been my guest on the Business Builder Show. Evan, uh, uh, it's in, you've been engaging, inspiring. I love the idea that any business can go on and, and get that leader's guide. We can start making a difference right away. So, Evan, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure. So you have been listening to the Business Builder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Use the things that we've shared with you today, and we wish you good business, and we hope you have a great week. I'm your host, Marty Wolf, and on behalf of myself and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, again, have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.